0: Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded. I am your host, Vanessa Vaughn-Matthews, the founder and chief resilience officer of Asfalis Advisors. Today, I am so excited because we're going to be talking about the importance of research in business continuity and data. And I have the pleasure of sitting here with Rachel Elliott. She is the head of thought leadership at BCI Global, the Business Continuity Institute Global. So, Rachel, good
1: morning. Good morning or good afternoon, as we'd say here now. It's, it's yeah, great to be here. <laughs> and what part of the country are you in? I live in a place called Newbury, uh, which is just a little south of Oxford, which I think a lot of people will have heard of. We're, we're about 60 miles west of London, so um, fairly south, fairly cold, um, and, you know, wish I was in America, I think it would be a bit warmer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. depends on which part of America you're in, but
0: in my city, it's about 9 a.m., and in, in Rachel City, it's about 2 p.m., so we're excited to have Rachel here with us today. Um, uh, Rachel, can you just start with sharing with our listeners a little bit more about you and what you do at BCI?
1: Yes, so my name is Rachel Elias and I'm the head of thought leadership at the BCI, which which isn't the head of research, but it's obviously very, very closely related. So what I do is I I provide research for our members, our global membership, about issues that are affecting the industry. So I do a lot of surveying of our membership and try and pull out the key trends that businesses can use within their own organisations and also um, things like benchmarking tools so people can take statistics for their board and say, this is what our peers are doing, why don't we do this as well? It's really about communicating all the research that we do at the BCI over a wide range of topics affecting the resilience industry and ensuring that that is communicated well to the audience. Um, and they can get some great new insights which they can implement quickly into their own organizations. Well, I think that's super
0: important because there's definitely um, a lot of folks within the business continuity discipline, and we represent a number of industries globally, so I'd be interested um, in what you guys are coming up with. So to that point, what are some of the most critical issues facing the business continuity and crisis management discipline from a global perspective?
1: Well, I don't think it's any surprise if I started this sentence with COVID. <laughs> I think it's um, it's obviously affected the whole globe, every single industry. And business continuity is one industry which you'd actually might expect to be positively um, impacted by COVID because obviously a good business continuity person needs a good disaster to be able to showcase they can do their job well. And that's certainly been the case in a lot of organizations. And um, business continuity, during the crisis has really been used as a primary tool for helping companies to get through it. But that's only really worked in a minority of organizations, um, I'd say. Organizations where business continuity is really well embedded in the sort of strategic direction of the company. And those business continuity professionals have really been able to um, act on the new strategic direction, making sure the new strategic direction the companies had to take very quickly during COVID, um, it has got business continuity cover behind it. But unfortunately, what we see in a lot of organisations now is business continuity professionals sit um, in their own place with an organization and do a really, really good job ensuring that their organization has all the plans ready for COVID. Um, but when COVID hit and it hit pretty suddenly, we had a, a couple of months' warning before things got very bad. But When the crisis first hit, a lot of management got in a panic. And the first thing they did was go to Business Continuity and say, what do we do, what do we do? And Business Continuity had a good 500-page document that they could provide to management and say, well, this is what you should do. But undoubtedly, management looked at that and said, no, we can't do that. And they they formed their own plans. So there were some organizations where Business Continuity were actually kicked out of discussions when they should very much have been um, involved and that really highlights to us the importance of business continuity to get much more much better involved in the upper realms of management and again i, I don't think it's really an issue it's covid's just helped to highlight the areas where we can um, improve as an industry. So um, what we've already seen during COVID is different departments within organisations working much more effectively. It's all those different um, aspects of resilience that you, you alluded to earlier, really working effectively together. So you've got IT, you've got HR, you've got facilities, you've got risk management, you've got business continuity, net, they're all um, working together for the, for the resilience of the business. And we are now seeing those silos which we saw before COVID being broken down and people are, are communicating a lot better. And what we're seeing now as well is... is. A business continuity manager doesn't just need to be someone who's good at making plans and good with using data. They need to be someone who's a communicator, someone who actually market themselves aboard and say, this is what business continuity do. This is how we can save your business. Um, you know, you, you're forking out all this money on insurance, but actually business continuity can help you to achieve the same goals. So what we're seeing now is um, within some organizations, business continuity now are getting very close to the board and that's helped um, with organisations putting in place um, Chief Resilience Officers just like yourself Vanessa, Uh, so we're seeing a lot of Chief Resilience Officers within organisations who really see the value of um, business continuity and that's what we're pushing towards, we're really pushing to get business continuity up where it deserves up in the boardroom and that's I think that's probably the main issue that we're seeing as an industry at the moment. Do you see that boards are receptive? I know this is,
0: I'm just, you provided such a great explanation. I, I heard you say COVID-19, I heard you say leadership, um, and I heard you say the importance of, you know, making sure that the business continuity function and the capability is at the, the right level. Are you also seeing that boards or corporate directors are, are also
1: asking for that type of skill set on the board as well? What we're seeing now, and I think we're seeing it in two ways. So we do a lot of surveying of our members just to get a a, a current view of the industry about various topics. And we track what position those people come from within their organizations. And when I first joined the BCI um, around two years ago now, we were getting about 3% of survey respondents being board members, being of that executive management level. But what we've seen recently in services, that's now going up, it's going up pretty much every survey we do. So we often get 10 to 15% of actual board level people answering our survey. So that in itself suggests that they've got, there is an elevated interest. Um, And also I think where BC has done well and where it's really proved itself and they've helped to save the business, particularly over this period, Boards have become much more receptive to it, and certainly business continuity professionals are telling us now that the board are coming to them, their board are coming to them and asking for advice. Training, for example, training is absolutely crucial to having a a good business continuity program, making sure you rehearse frequently. And normally what um, our members would tell us would be, um, boards wouldn't be very keen to release staff for a whole day to do some kind of um, scenario rehearsal. But now it's the other way around and actually boards are coming to business continuity and say we need to rehearse this, we need to do this, we need to do that. So I think it's really elevated the position and it's just how do we keep it that way? How do we ensure that business continuity and the whole resilience industry maintains that high position that it's got within organisations and how do we do it? We can't have a, a COVID-like disaster every year, we wouldn't want that, but it's how do we ensure that that's kept going? So it's using things like case studies, building up case studies, which is something we we're doing at the BCI so you can use other people's failures and other people's successes to showcase um, the prominence of business continuity so um, I I think that's that that's what we're looking to do absolutely so
0: I've heard a little bit about the their the resilience alliance can you share a little bit about what that is and um, how you work with that within the BCI
1: yeah yeah, so the Resilience Alliance has been very recently launched. It was due to have quite a major launch back in March this year, but um, with COVID happening, that was delayed slightly. But this, um, the idea behind the Resilience Alliance is we are working towards resilience. And as you rightly pointed out, there's various dis- different aspects to that resilience. And it's about getting different associations um, within our sector, our resilience sector, to work together. Um, and share research ideas, use each other's members for surveys and sort of work together for the greater good of resilience. So currently the four founding members are AIRMIC, which is largely risk in the insurance sector, ASIS, the Security um, Association, Um, ourselves, the BCI, um, and also the Institute of Workplace and Facilities Management, so that's looking at it um, from from that angle as well. Um, So they're the four founding members, um, but we've got a lot more who really want to be part of this alliance, and I'm really looking forward to that as a research leader within the sector, I think what we find with our surveys, for example, is we send them out, we've got a huge audience of business continuity. We've got a few members who are you know, risk managers, um, and we, we do um, rush on the cusp of other sectors, but we are getting responses from business continuity people. And it'd be great to get wider responses and be able to really see the industry in a wider perspective. So um, I think it's gonna be great for the industry, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how it'll work. Absolutely. So I know we're coming up on our time, Rachel. Um, So I've got
0: one more question for you before we close out. As a thought leader and understanding the importance of research and data, how do we protect the importance of data
1: in this discipline? What does that look like to you? Data is, almost doesn't need protecting. I think we need to know how to use data better. You can never have too much data. Um, and I think if we really use that data to the maximum extent if you can use data to to tell management what's going on that that that's enough um, but what we're seeing now that business continuity departments are collating millions and millions of lines of data so information on near misses for example organizations only used to report on near misses if they were quite big near misses but now near misses happen every day and um, multiple times a day for for, for multinational companies, and what, if I, what one one of our um, uh, corporate partners they have well over a million near misses every year, and now they can record all that, and that could be data mined and used really really effectively. Um, also intelligence information, you know weather sources, they're absolute vital importance for business continuity professionals. Um, integrating that within news stories. Even social media, if used correctly, can give you know a really early warning um, to goings on in the industry, and if that's mined correctly, the, the the level of information you can provide to management is supreme. But it's really important as well not just have all this data; you need somebody there who can make intelligent use of that data and be able to translate it well to audiences. But in terms of the sector and data, there's a massive future. And then you go into really disruptive technologies as well. But I don't think we've probably got time to go into that today. Maybe maybe another time, but um, augmented reality, for example, really exciting development for the business continuity sector. Well,
0: look, podcasters and listeners, um, Rachel has provided a lot of insight, a lot of information that I think for those of you who are within our discipline, you can definitely find some value on. Um, Rachel, what's the website for BCI?
1: The website is www.thebci.org. And there's a great section on there called Knowledge Base. um, And you can go in there and find all the reports that we've published or and you'll find my contact details on there as well. Anyone who needs help with research is very, very welcome to contact me. Awesome.
0: Well, there you have it. Thanks for tuning in to Business Resilience Decoded with the Disaster Recovery Journal and Aspholus Advisors. Subscribe, share, download and look out for future episodes.